रियालिटी शो uh of a dream job and from there he found he got into his dream job and dream field of sports started his career with sports uh, star espn star uh, as a as a content producer and presenter from there uh, he joined uh, castrol for advising on cricket side of it from there he came back to investments uh with kkr uh and for last 6 years he has been heading sports interactive which is one of the biggest giant in indian sports tech industry and we can call it pioneer uh, who has been in existence for last 18 years uh, so we are going to have a fun chat with uh, arvind uh, arvind ayengar uh, ceo sports interactive about what he feels about the sports technology and the brand industry and the betting and the and the fantasy industry uh, the fantasy sports industry so uh, please welcome arvind ayengar thank you for watching thank you for liking and thank you for sharing but please do subscribe on our channel sportsy says and help us spread the word about sportsy let's talk sports we go with the same handle sportsy says across all the social media platform do subscribe on sportsy says and help us spread the word hey thank you arvin uh, great to have you on sportsy let's talk sports like i said thanks for having me over uh believe me uh we have spoken to so many different people from sports but uh it's great to talk to you because sports interactive is a company which has defined a lot of things about this sports and you are uh, you are heading that company for quite some time you know that you've been heading that company and it's growing leaps and bounds at every given place uh but just to rewind little bit uh, uh, i iit mumbai iit bombay uh, graduate with with the stanford mba I uh, started your uh, consult started your uh, career with McKinsey on the consulting side and from there uh, I think my first entry into sports happened in Singapore with uh, ES ESPN star back old days as a presenter content you again came back to cricket uh, extended that to casual from there again uh, to KKR with investment banking kind of thing uh, managing a portfolio and this how do you what do you have to say about this journey was it ever planned that sports was always on the cards for you or how did it happen uh sports was something i've always been passionate about but i think growing up in india it's it's really hard to plan for it right it's, it's not like you can go to some place to i growing up i wanted to be a sports commentator right and there isn't like a sports commentary school um and so the next best alternative was to go to engineering um and so most of the journey was about just opportunities that i'd seen that existed in front of me and so engineering happened consulting happened and really my first chance to break into sport was through a tv reality show um so i took part in that and that's how i actually moved to espn start by participating in the show called the dream job um and that's really the first time i worked in the sport industry and then after that i think there's been a bit more 
of I'd say a view of saying long term I would like to work in sport, but also something that combines my passion to drive businesses at scale. Um, and so after that stint at ESPN, even when I was in the US um, at Stanford, uh, everything I did was focused on sport. Um, I even spent a summer at the NBA uh, back then. And then even when I went back to private equity, there was a view at some point of saying, look, I will want to get into sport long term. I wasn't sure when. And Sports Interactive was the perfect mix of everything that I was looking for. Oh, wow. And I'm sure the studying in Stanford, the campus itself is so vibrant on the sports side. Uh, uh, and I think the same time that you were studying in Stanford, I was living uh, living near Palo Alto and I used to train at Stanford campus for my duathlons and marathons. And that's where actually yes. I got a kick of coming back to sports after uh, a long time. So Stanford campus is something very close to me. I still have the Stanford jersey which I wear. <laughs> uh, nice. I was training there. Uh, so, uh, so now uh, this is setting the, uh, 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 heading the company Sports Interactive, which is one of the Honestly speaking, is one of the pioneers in in the uh, in the sporting the tech, sports technology in India and one of the biggest companies in India. And now with the uh, with everything going digital in the current situation, uh, how do you think uh, the sports industry has changed over the period of last six seven years that you've been part of, and what kind of shift that it has seen in in last six months? Yeah, so if I take it a longer time, I've been now running Sports Interactive for you know a bit over six years now. Um, and, and the company, of course, has been around for about 18 years. And if I just look at that entire journey, I think there have been three big pieces, right? One is the evolution of the sport ecosystem as a whole in India, if I take that lens first, right? Because that's where we started. And we've grown from being a one sport only nation, I'd say, with cricket, to being still being dominated by one sport, but with other sports starting to grow, right? You had so many leagues come up, you had so many different sports start to come up. And even within cricket itself, you know, we had the IPL and then a lot more growth back of that. And so I think the sport ecosystem as a whole has grown. And part of it is just linked to demographics, higher disposable incomes, emerging middle class that leads to greater spends. And sport is typically not something that is the first thing you do. But as, you know, discretion trends increase, you more going into sport. So that's a way where I think we've just been fortunate to see sport as a whole as an industry. Um, I think the second piece is about what you talked about, which is the use of technology and data and sport. And that's not obviously restricted to an India trend, but that's a, a global trend, right? Where uh, one, you're seeing a lot more use of technology at an elite space, right? So whether that's in training, whether that's in improving performance, that's whether that's about fitness, whether that's about strategies, whether that's even in terms of deciding outcomes with Hawkeye, VR, et cetera. Tech has played a big part of it, and along with it, data has played a large part of it in terms of understanding nuances of player performance, etc. Um, and so that's been one big role in terms of what's happened at the athlete side of things. And then linked to it, I think, is the third element of how that's changed on the consumer side of things, right? And that's everything from technology to mobile data to just video-driven experiences, um, which have drastically changed, right? You've gone from the days of I used to get sports by reading the back of a newspaper and seeing what happened over there to, okay, now I can start to follow some scores by searching on the internet on a few sites to now it's, you know, next level where you, you don't necessarily have people watching full games, but they watch the five minute highlight of a Premier League game, right? The next day. Um, and so the fan behavior. Um, and for us as sports interactive, I think we've been at the intersection of kind of those second and third trends and we benefited, I think, from the first. 
um, which is what has helped shape a lot of our product roadmap and a lot of our offerings. So uh, I think it's it's a so uh, so amazing journey that Sports Interactive had over eighteen years. And uh, but but last seven to eight years, probably post IPL, is when the whole shift happened uh, for for the Indian the Indian sporting uh, uh, industry and the digital trend that you were already there. Right? I think it was. Uh, you, you, I think you take a claim, uh, almost take a claim of making every team that ever came professional team, almost every team has become digital because of you. Uh, so, which, which is an amazing thing. But how do you think the Indian market was taking it then and taking it now uh, from the fans' perspective or as well as the team perspective? Because uh, doing the technology was never a must-have. It was kind of good to have or let's see when can we do it. The first priority was we are not even a sporting country. So, how do we make that sports visible and accessible. So while those two uh, tussles were happening between uh, uh, technology enabling sports and uh, sports enabling technology, how do you think that uh, journey ha happened for you personally and sports practice? Yeah, so for us, I think it's very interesting. And when I first came to the company, one of the things we're trying to define is, you know, where do we fit, right? Like how, what's the simplest way to explain what we do as a company? Um, and I, I like to think about life in terms of as a two by two matrix or intersecting Venn diagrams and things like that. It's the only way I'm able to visualize things to create structure. And for us, our kind of intersecting Venn diagrams really became sports, technology, and data. And at the center of it was how do you use all of this to create compelling fan experiences? Got it. So in that sense, I think from an SI perspective, tech was always core to what we did. Um, and I think because we focus much more on the fan experience, it was how could you use technology to make that fan experience better? Um, and I think to the point that you made, look, technology has a lot of aspects in sports that we touched upon earlier. Um, but one thing that's changed, I'd say, increasingly just in the last six months since you asked about it, is everyone has recognized that it's a far more digital um, I think you've got folks who are bringing money to the table like sponsors who are used to getting hospitality tickets. Now saying, hey, we may not be able to go into the stadium or we might have limited capacity. What else can we do actually do something digital? Because the big part really is uh, with even if fans are not in stadiums or are there in limited capacity, fandom is not going anywhere. If anything, I think it's become even stronger this time because you need that something to latch on, latch on to, right? And sports is really a part of identity and it's something that brings people together. And so in times like this, I think you've seen it with the viewership ratings of multiple sports around the world, just setting record high numbers because people feel like it's a bit of a relief from the broader troubles they're facing in the world. And in this changing environment, how can you use technology to really change that fan experience is what we explicitly focus on. Oh, okay. Interesting. So uh, you, you, you're touching upon the, the data and the fans so much. So it's like, it's always my favorite topic about the fan engagement and how do you, how are the fans in India are neglected or taken for granted? And uh, it is started to change. So what kind of uh, any of the cases that you feel that, okay, uh, uh, that you actually made an impact and the fans really were at the center of the game uh, because of the technology that was pushed out by you? So I think there's a number of things. And look, as, as Sports Interactive, we've done a number of pieces, but you know, rather than just talk about us, I'll, I'll talk about a few things where you're seeing fan engagement really come to the center. And, right? um, I'll talk about the most IPL since it's top of mind. Right? I mean, it was just record-breaking numbers when you look at the performance of a number of the teams out there, right? Whether that's 
an MI or a DC or a Kings Eleven Punjab or a KKR. A lot of people just saw massive numbers and traction like never before. In fact, there was a report that came out that said MI was the most engaged team on social in the world. Right. So for the past month, in terms of interaction, video views, etc., they were ahead of. You know, Man United, Barcelona, Golden State Warriors, LA Lakers—you you name it. Um, obviously, it's an in-season, so it helps. Right. But even for that moment, to really see those numbers, I think tells you the power of scale that the Indian fans right. have, yeah. right? and also tells you how a lot of these Indian franchises have gone above and beyond. And when you start to think about that, yeah, there were a bunch of videos that just started to go viral with the fans really at the center and the fans being the hero of the story. Right? I think you're seeing a lot of social media consumption in a big way. Obviously, the other big trend that you're seeing a lot of is fantasy sports, where really it is gamification and the fan at the center and opportunities to do more, and that's created various business models and a ton of funding in the ecosystem. So much so that I think. Everything that you saw during the IPL was advertising around one or another fantasy platform. Yeah. Um, so much so that we've actually tried to create an aggregator in this space, and we're working with a whole new concept for fantasy gali, right? Which is what can a fan do to actually figure out uh, what, how they, where should they play because there are so many contests on offer, and which team should they pick, right? So again, all of this is with fans in the center. How can you start to create more and more? Well, I th- I think that you you made it sound so simple, and the people are trying to solve the problem about what how to engage fans. And but you sounded you you made it sound so simple. Uh, but uh, just just on the since we're on the technology technology topic, the uh, the Im- and you are predominantly a data company who is driving everything around data. Uh, what is the role of uh, the the new trends of uh, AI or the or the AR VR is playing? Uh, and how do you think that we can actually Uh, the country like india can accommodate because we have problem of even making a basic phone call connected from a stadium uh, forget having the connectivity uh, of 3g 4g 5g kind of thing from the stadium how do you think we can actually overcome those issues and give a immersive experience for a fan inside the stadium or outside the stadium so i think the latter is already starting to change to be honest right and what you'll see with the likes of geo but also the other telcos with what you'll have with airtel and everything else and just with increased connectivity i think you're going to have smarter stadiums over time you're already seeing some right now how that gets to scale across the country is where you can create compelling fan experiences in stadia will be interesting but i think at a broader level we're seeing this point in time things like ai ml being used either at the elite level so even with things like our data capture right where we would have people sitting in front of a television and actually manually entered the data in the past to now you've got that coupled with some computer vision and algorithm that's automatically telling you where there's a four or a six so if you look at the nba where there's optical tracking technology in every stadium that's capturing everything and so you don't need someone to tell you that's a rebound you need to tell you who's got it you're having a lot more of data capture and intelligence and then using that into what is the right play to do as a coach that's what's coming out much more right now i think the fan level will come next right with fans a lot of that AI will drive personalization which is to say what you're already seeing on a lot of ott platforms but to the next level which is to say hey if i log in to a sports ott platform i'll automatically get served up with nadal highlights because that's what i've been watching right 
and the highlights of the match might be very different for me versus someone else who might be uh, Federer. Right? Um, likewise, in cricket, you could have many cuts to highlights where I could see things from team A perspective or from a Dhoni perspective. Someone else could see it from a Kohli perspective, team B perspective. Right. And so I think you'll start to see instead of television, which is a broader medium, which was a one-to-many, you're going to see digital not quite be one-to-one, but one to smaller sets of many, right? So you could almost create these 20, 30, 40 different personas and then create personalized experiences at some level there. To eventually over time, it can be even more personalized, right? So I think that's why you'll see AI uh, play a big part. And then I think from a AR, VR perspective, I think there's stuff that's already happening more in the US. Um, I think a part of it is just the, you need more prevalence of the technology, whether that's an Oculus or a Google Glass or whatever that is, um, so that people can actually consume it. And that I think will come over time. I think there's still a lot out there on how much VR can be used in terms of can you actually feel like you're courtside throughout a game and watch it. There's a lot of studies out there that also say you can only watch it for a certain amount of time before it has, you know, broader impacts, which can be disoriented. So I, I think there's a little bit to go on VR. Excellent. So uh, yeah, and uh, I, I have seen the the whole uh, AR VR and the smart stadia in uh, while I was working uh, on the, on the on Sacramento Kings in in uh, for the Golden One Arena. Uh, it was almost five five six years back. They were already ahead of what we are thinking of. Uh, and uh, but but now the Indian fan is also getting a lot of because social media and digital media. There's so much of exposure to international sports. And uh, the way sports is consumed by the other fans in the other countries. Uh, so there's a, always going to be the expedition mismatch. So whenever you are talking to any say IPL team or ISL or Kabaddi team or anybody new coming up, what do you what do you tell them? Uh, do we still focus on the localization or should we lo- look at the globalization where the expressions of the fan can be actually match what a NBA fan gets to see in the US? Yeah, no. So look, we end up working with a lot of domestic and international clients, right? I think more than a third of our business is just you know, with the likes of FIFA, UEFA, etc. And the one thing that's very clear is a lot of clients in India are more willing to experiment. Um, and I think fans are also at this point where they're going to just leapfrog, right? And so the old stories of leapfrogging was people would go to desktops and then eventually then get to other angles as they just became computer literacy and you said you just leapfrog to mobile, right? Um, and that was the whole story in Korea as, you know, as folks just adopted to whole new tech. Um, and I think India's leapfrogged a bit to that mobile piece, but it's also leapfrogged to data like crazy. You're going to, you've already seen so many people come online for the first time and they're doing it through a phone for the first time. And they may not necessarily speak English, right? And so therefore, multilingual or video becomes super important. And so with all of that in mind, I actually think the standards in India are pretty good. Um, and it's also a unique challenge to solve because you're not dealing with folks who've been online. It's not the US where, you know, 250 million people have been online for a number of years and looking for an incremental experience. It's people who are coming online for the first time in the last year or two, and this is new for them anyway. And so with that in mind, you can't go through that same journey almost. You have to think about if I need to cater to everyone, how do I make it simplistic UI? How do I make sure I'm using video first to tell a story across languages or I'm localizing content in different ways? And so I think there's an element of applying global practices of what's worked in terms of 
cutting edge video quality embracing new technologies to tell stories right. but localizing to just recognize that this is a fundamentally different consumer um well the passion of the sports fan is the same the way they've come online or the way the journey has progressed is very different right right so uh, so uh, sorry my uh, another connect question is probably the other segment of uh, the sports industry which actually brings money to the table which is brands so as we know that uh, the the it's it's a biggest area that we look at about the activation we have to look at the video content and the lot of content is getting consumed phenomenally well like average content consumption during the league time is going almost 4 5 hours kind of thing so how do you think uh, it has actually affected the brand strategy uh, in in india for activation and getting more and more visibility from sports as a platform yeah that's a very good question because you're right like globally brands have looked at activations much much more whereas here it's pretty much a sponsorship right I put a name. People are seeing it, and so yeah. they're thinking about it very differently. Um, so that's changed. So I think globally, one thing we've seen is on the back of the pandemic and everything that has resulted in brands at this point are still a little bit unsure. Um, and as a result of it, some of them are just cutting down marketing spends based on whatever is happening in their business. And at the same time, you're having new companies. Everyone talks about edtech and gaming benefiting really well from you know the the current situation and. you see them coming on board as sponsors even in india with the ipl right so i think at a high level brands and sponsors are putting money in recognize the need that they need to evolve they need to use digital first to drive monetization right um and they need to use that to drive fan engagement because that's where the fans are so that mindset shift i think has happened or starting to happen in the pandemic in in a lot of ways has accelerated it in india because for a long time people are like okay uh you know how many people are watching this on tv right and and you kind of leave it at that right how much is just your reach um so i think one that mindset has already changed and two i think as a result of it the next natural step is okay how do i get activations going right how do i actually be present with fans and make a difference to their lives in some way and that's how you drive stronger brand association so we saw it like we worked with you know one of the unilever brands which created a cricket index to measure fitness during the ipl and that created a stronger association with fans all the way through during this ipr mm-hmm. and and you're seeing other brands as well trying to figure out what they can do to tell stories in a meaningful way or connect with fans in a meaningful way so you're going to see a lot more of that over time but i also think that the next 12 months are still going to be interesting because a lot of your traditional brands are under their own pressures and may actually back away from doing advertising and you're going to have to figure out who the new set of brands coming in are i think it's so important that uh, we start looking at uh, already we have already that start looking at the brand activation and uh, getting the multi year deals signed which is still not happening in india uh, mm. like uh, we still are getting a one year two year or probably maximum three year deals where we need to look at the sports sports will benefit when we have a multi year five year seven year 10 year kind of deals happening i think uh, and activation is the way uh, is the whole world is looking at india from the user base and we ourselves are not activating it enough so i think it's a it's an amazing market and uh, you guys are working with so many teams uh, and so many leagues at the same time so i think it's it's a it's a sweet spot uh, that you can make it make it happen so while we are on the the brand side we saw this year's dream 11 uh, ipl was dream 11 and uh, it's till till couple of years back we were uh, fighting whether it's a game of skills or game of chance and uh, we are still we gave up either uh, we gave permissions the india gave permissions for the game of game of skills and the game of chance is still not 
allowed in india and mm-hmm. uh, a couple, couple of days back i think we have uh, even the game of skills is been banned in 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 the i think in the in andhra couple of days back the news came up uh, that is getting banned so what is your uh, thought about where the fantasy game is and where it is headed and when do you think a platform like bet365 or genius uh, bet genius kind of platforms can active be active in india and betting can be legalized in india so three pronged right i think the first prong is is there a latent demand for this from fans and you're seeing it as an unequivocal yes right with the number of fans out there whether that's 100 million fans playing fantasy or whatever the case may be i think there is an element of hey this is fun to do this is an you know, ability for me to engage with friends in a social way this is bragging rights this is a chance for me to win and so therefore there is a latent demand to create some kind of gamification like this and we've seen you know in other markets like us which we just legalized betting you know about a year and a half ago now um where fantasy was prevalent for a number of years india wasn't the case but it's taken off in a really big way right so there is that demand um i think it's just games of skill versus games of chance in the broader regulatory framework right and i think that's why you need to be careful because uh at, at some level uh i'll come to the betting question that you asked right but i think when you start to look about fantasy there is a lot of skill involved in really picking the right team there is an element of it's not just a random pick 10 11 people right um and there are budgets and there are constraints around it so at some level you know there are folks who spend hours and hours on excel sheets trying to figure out the right team and uh, therefore there is an element of there is a significant amount of skill into how to pick your team right you need to have knowledge of the players you need to have knowledge of form positions and things like that and so therefore fantasy is here to stay but i think it's always going to be a bit of a tricky balance in terms of what will regulatory be allowed or not right and when you look at countries that have legalized betting over time some of them have done it the right way with the right safeguards some have not and those that haven't i think can actually hurt folks who you know may not have the income and then say here's my chance to win the lottery and then they bet and then that hurts right and so you need to have various safeguards in place to make sure that people are betting within limits know what happens uh, before any of that even comes into place and then i think there's also the perception of is betting good or bad and it's just not what we as a society do and so i think whether or not betting becomes legal is an open question the market logic will tell you it will make sense to have a regulated market that's happening anyway in an unregulated way you have income coming from it that the government can then use to channel into meaningful things on sport to help grow the ecosystem right if done right it can work but it's not easy to do it right and if done wrong it can really hurt because some of those concerns are very legitimate and so i think before it becomes legal all the safeguards measures and approach in regulatory framework needs to be very well defined which i think will take time and therefore i think it's uh, you know maybe i think there's momentum towards building for it but i think what are the alternate ways in which you can continue to drive fan engagement i think is more important and so as everyone else is out there do fantasy or how can you build brand out how can you build affiliation in ways that are allowed in the market i think is important because now when you look at the us now the betting is legal everyone who's doing daily fantasy is not tied up with a betting operator and accepting bets as well right 
that may happen if india went down the route of legalizing this that's a route to go down whenever that happened right um but i think there's a lot to be done right before you right i think it was very well said i think uh, more of a uh, the, the mindset level at the same time regulatory level uh, thing has to be happen it's nothing good nothing bad it is it's been there uh, and uh, we are betting in a different ways but uh, legalizing may make a different kind of revenues to the country different opportunity different industry can start up but yeah i think it's a regulation and having the strategic approach is very important so coming to the my uh, last last segment uh, last couple of questions uh, it's the one question i have is about sports interactive is being one of the uh, one of the biggest recruiter when it comes to sports technology and getting students from uh, industry or people joining from the industry that uh, from sibosh also we have so many students working with sports interactive what is what kind of job opportunities which are available in sports technology field or something specifically like sports interactive kind of uh, company what kind of opportunity which are available and what do you look at a candidate beyond a, a basic theoretical knowledge what do you look at at the candidate as a personality yeah so i think especially when you start to think about younger candidates starting their career right more than anything else i think what we're looking for is passion for sport um problem solving ability so someone who's just got common sense and will figure out how to get things done and to a large extent a cultural fit with our team right which is team player uh, enjoys working in a collaborative manner um, and lives our values right and our values are passion commitment quality innovation and fun right so someone who epitomizes those and then once you have those i think you can always figure out a role um, i think that's the bigger part once you get down to what are some of the kind of roles you have for there's obviously roles where there's you know everything ranging from coding across different stacks where actually building products or building apps or building fantasy games uh to you know building ai ml technologies to automate data capture building ott and video solutions so there's a large element of tech and with it comes product management qa and everything else in the ecosystem there's a lot of content roles so a lot of the content roles are about actually creating social media content or creating writing articles um creating designs creating videos and with it of course comes the entire ecosystem of account management tracking client success and things like that um and then there's the entire data side of the business right which is actually data and analytics ranging from simple things around data capture um and making sure all our systems or the manual data capture are working okay next level of analytics to come with algorithms etc to stories right those i think are the three broad roles is obvious broader roles around sales marketing pr finance which are you know your standard kind of functions you see but i think across all of it more than anything else i think what we look for is passion the sport problems of being ability and actual i think uh, uh, that that is that is so uh, so true for this industry when it's just sunrise industry that you should have passion and a problem solving ability uh, i think that is something uh, very very crucial so uh, uh, sarvin my last last question to you is which is your favorite sport and how do you relate that sports learning to your life so that's a hard one because i think there's a lot of sports i like right i whenever someone asks me this i struggle to pick one the four that usually are on my short list are uh, cricket tennis formula 1 and basketball uh, but over time i think i've kind of gone towards two so i'll talk about two right one is tennis and one is basketball um and with basketball for me it's all about teamwork right like 
how do you actually bring an entire team together my favorite players are often play because for setting up plays for someone else um, and there's a there's a lot of you know magic about a team coming well together executing great passes and getting great plays in as opposed to relying on just a solo player to get things done and so i think those elements of um figuring out how to work collaboratively how to as a team and again my favorite teams as boring as they may sound are guys like the utah jazz or even the san antonio spurs who executed a system and have had a culture of success over a number of years right and they talk about organizational culture which transcends just individual players and having people with the right mindset who are being you know happy to take on lesser roles if that's better for the overall team right um, and and that's something that stuck to me um and, and so that's basketball which is you know team sport and and then tennis which is an individual sport is very different right and there again i think i've i've learned a lot and i i think about the players that i follow the most my favorite player is nadal and, and the thing i like about him is the never say die attitude the resilience the coming back from you know whether it's in a match or down or it's coming back from injuries but playing every point like it's your last right just always giving it your all i remember this one time at wimbledon where he was to meet some celebrities or something like that um and the royal family and he said i have to turn it down because i need to practice right and all he's focused about is his routine practice his game you'll never see him uh, quit and at the same time he stays so grounded and humble the entire Uh, and so taking all that where you know you recognize that you can learn a lot from you know folks in this field and take lessons in your own life to kind of model yourself in this way when you when you see people who have achieved so much but remain grounded i think it encourages you to do that wow i think that and uh, believe me like i i was thinking that okay you will give some example of cricket or something about football but i think the basketball tennis was not expected and actually you give a good analogy about uh, about the personality that i've known you for some time and about the personality and what you look for how resilient you are with the growth uh, the with the focus i think it is phenomenal uh, to have a leader like you in the sports industry which is uh, on the rise all the time and uh, people need to have uh, people uh, need to follow leaders like you or look up to the people that okay this is the career path i can look at i'm coming into sports industry it's my passion i cannot be player now but this is what the thing is all about and uh, it's kudos to you and great job on the obviously sports interactive is a, is a legend in in the indian indian sports tech industry but uh, whatever the, the difference that you have made uh, personally as well as through sports tech is, is amazing and has set a benchmark so congratulations for that and uh, wish you all the best for uh, coming coming years and uh, stay safe and take care that's very kind of you to say sir thank you for that uh, and you know i think it's been a privilege and honor to just work at sports interactive with a phenomenal team and that's what makes it exciting uh thanks so much for having me over uh you know i, I always enjoy our chats um which is not always recorded and out on youtube um so it's, it's nice to just chat in a casual forum so thank you my 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 pleasure look look forward to see you in person soon perfect likewise sir thanks so much thank you thank you for watching thank you for liking and thank you for sharing but please do subscribe on our channel sportsy says and help us spread the word about sportsy let's talk sports we go with the same handle sportsy says across all the social media platform do subscribe on sportsy says and help us spread the word mm-hmm.